information to help you run your business better and improve your marketing campaigns. My name is Hank Hoffmeyer, and thank you for joining me on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. Welcome to episode 282 of the HMBT podcast. Today, I'm joined by Catherine B. Roy to talk about LinkedIn and possibly AI towards the end of this episode. Stay tuned. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Catherine is an internationally recognized business and personal growth coach, best-selling author, podcaster, and keynote speaker with the mission to help you do what you love, empowered by your own freedom. Love those words. It's something I live by. I have a mantra and I always talk about work when you need to, play when you want to. I call myself a work of frolic because I just love what I'm doing. And Catherine just has so much energy. We we're talking before the show. I'm so excited to have her on to talk about growing yourself personally and professionally, but mostly using LinkedIn and AI to make sure you're successful and doing whatever you need to do. Again, Catherine, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk about you, your background, and some other things related to marketing. Thank you so much. Thank you. So tell me a little bit about what made you successful or make you do what you want to do when you talk about LinkedIn or writing a book, which you've written books before in the past. What is it that inspires you or what helped you become successful? Well, I'll be honest. I was born in former Yugoslavia and during the 90s, there was a civil war. I was a 17 years old girl, found myself in a basement hiding from bombs that moment, I realized that I might not know if I will live the next day. And I promised myself, if I survive, I will be the light. I didn't know exactly back then what that meant. So I went to, you know, college, I graduated, I started working in a huge international company, ended up being a programmer for 15 years. Now, what's so shiny about being a programmer, I, I, I just couldn't realize because I was working on huge financial systems, HR systems, and all of that. And as much as I was excited of creating something new, I realized, well, now we don't need five people in HR. Now we need two. And that's not my place. I, I just couldn't bear, bear that. So what truly made my heart sink was helping people. And for you know, all of these years, I just wanted to be there to be, you know, of support in any kind of way. So I I wrote a book. I didn't know how to publish it. I had no idea anything about that, but I was so confident that it has to go out that after 246 rejections from publishers, I've got yes, and I became a bestseller. From there, my social media grew exponentially, and I decided to make a combination of everything that I know from programming side, algorithms, you know, social media, and the following which I gain, and to start my own business. That's when LinkedIn came on stage and completely changed my life. I tripled my business twice during COVID thanks to LinkedIn, and uh, here we are now. Yeah, I think it's all about the journey, finding something you love and, and getting to that destination. And you don't have to come from such adversity like you did, which I'm glad that you were able to overcome your challenges and see where you are now and the success you have. But maybe that's not you. Maybe you didn't have a tough time growing up. You just need to find something you do, something you're passionate about, and really develop the skills, knowledge, and just keep at it. Like you said, rejection, right? Overcome rejection, and you'll see success. Uh, and, and 
pivoting and talking about LinkedIn, a lot of people may use it and they feel like uh, I'm okay. I post a few times a week. And as long as people see my content or I get to know some people, I'm okay. But it's always good to level up your skills with marketing, with networking. And LinkedIn's a great tool to be able to help you succeed because of number one, the networking opportunities. And number two, the exposure you can get to grow a business. Let's talk about some of the biggest things that you can do top takeaways for you about using LinkedIn. If I'm a CEO, that's uh, not using it much, or maybe I'm a VP that uses it all the time, or I'm a small business owner that hardly uses it, or maybe I'm a small business owner and I feel like I'm a power user. I, I think you may still have some little nuggets to share with us on how to use LinkedIn effectively. Of course. I would just like to share a few results first so that people can see that everything is possible. Uh, first of all, Goldman Sachs reached out to me, and uh, I'm now certificated for the business growth in their program. When uh, Microsoft saw that, they invited me, and I did three trainings in Microsoft Leadership Enabled Community. After that, Forbes came, and all of the other, I, I call them sharp brands. So what's the huge, huge takeaway? 80 million companies are on LinkedIn. Four of five people are decision makers. And when I talk about LinkedIn, I talk only in the business scope of that powerful networking tool. LinkedIn was a CV before, until Microsoft bought it in 2017. And they transformed it completely. I, I had an honor to be behind the scenes with LinkedIn editorial team from UK. And now I am in, in the community with LinkedIn editorial team from USA. So I see the perspective of this powerful network. It's like you are 24 hours on a networking event with people who can change your life, right? So if we talk about networking, I, I, like, to call, I like to call that an A-list method. So, of course, when you go to a networking event, you will check who is going to be there, uh, what, who are the people you can collaborate with, and so on and so forth. But there are always industry leaders, like in my case, that would be Gary Vee or Marie Folio or whoever, right? It's it's kind of tough to get to connected to them one on one, but what I like love to say is there are always B listers and those are super connectors, people who know people who can change our lives. Now, why am I telling this? Because if you get connected with one person who can get you on a stage in front of ten thousand people, you already change your life. So it, it's not about being published in Forbes. It's about being connected with editorial team for, from, from Forbes so that you can get published often. Uh, and that is not something you can achieve on Instagram or on Facebook. So first of all, personal brand comes first. Our credibility comes first. When someone land on our profile, they have to know right away who we are, what we do, who we collaborated with, who are the companies which are standing behind us or clients or, or whatever, so that our profile speaks for us. It's a landing page. It's actually a shop window because landing pages don't have like, you know, distractions, but it's a shop window. So when you have a physical shop and 10 people come to your shop a day, you, you are probably happy. But here you have like 900 million people potentially <laughs> seeing your shop. This is yeah. where the true gold is. Now we need to be very careful with who we connect because one-on-one -on -one connections are much more important than following parts. 
So um, building our network strategically is the most important thing because people who connect with us will see our content and they are the most important. I am choosing with who I will be connected. And again, on other social media, you have up to 5,000 connections like on Facebook. Here you have 30,000. So this is just just a snippet of the potential of of LinkedIn uh, in general. Years ago, it used to be best practice to just have the title of the organization you work for. For me, it would be senior manager of operations at Eye Contact and Kickbox. And I noticed that's changed to like a slogan or uh, more just like kind of fluff, right? I don't know if you want to call it fluff, but what would you say is best practice in 2023 when it comes to your headline? Well, that's that's a great question. I call it a boss bio. And we have to know that uh, LinkedIn is one of the greatest SEO uh, uh, platforms over there and one of the greatest search engines. Now you might say, well, that's not true. But I will say, yeah, it is, it is true in the business world. So practically every single word you use in headline is now a keyword. And that's extremely powerful. And the boss bio has its form. It's who am I? what I'm specializing for and for whom. Mm -hmm. So I'm a business coach specializing in helping coaches, consultants, small business owners to grow their businesses online. Now I used already four or five keywords. So not only they will find me when when they search for a business coach, but they will find me when they search for a coach, consultant, small business owner, entrepreneur, and I want them to find me. And this is something that you can easily check in analytics. So definitely like a headline should be in the form of boss bio. And I like to add a little bit of emoticons because they have metadata, uh, uh, you know, so they actually can drive attention, not only visual attention, but because of metadata, search engines can find you again uh, if you use the right emoticons. So yeah, just few lines and it's very powerful. And yeah, there is a trick. I'm just looking at my iPhone. On an iPhone app, you have more space to write a headline than anywhere else. So yeah, before they hear me, you can <laughs> So what you're saying is if I was to update my headline on my mobile phone, I'm able to put in more characters than I am on a desktop. Yeah, but only on iPhone. Oh, only on iPhone. Wow. Well, so maybe uh, if I had an Android, but I had a friend that had an iPhone, I might want to log in over there just to make some edits and update it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I wonder if they did that on purpose. Um, I don't don't think so. That is interesting. I definitely use that tip uh, as soon as you hear this, because as we just said, it may not stay now uh, that we've said that publicly. (laughs) When it comes to content and and posting on LinkedIn, how often should we be posting? Well, in, in, in my world, I post every workday, but three times per week, it's perfectly fine. There is one trick, which is much more important. And, um, Actually, two tricks. When you write a content, you you need to write like one sentence and then leave a little bit of space so that people get that read more option. So they will stay more on your content. But more important are hashtags which you use. And it's not like on other social media, like on Instagram, you use 30 hashtags. No, here it's going to be considered as spam and it's going to just drop. Three hashtags are the magic number, because if you check the URL of your post and now the programmer is speaking, of course, you will see these three hashtags in your URL. So that's that's a clear backlink. And if your profile is public, that means that all other search engines are going to see that. 
right? Because LinkedIn page is indexed and all of that works perfectly fine. Every time someone engages, every time someone clicks, every time someone writes a comment, every time someone watch a video, it's going to ping a backlink. So this is how, especially at the beginning when the reach was enormously high, I actually got an option to um, request a knowledge panel on Google and I've got uh, verified by Google as a public person with now more than 25 million search results for my personal brand. And one of the things is actually actually my personal hashtag, which I used. So of three hashtags, one is a personal hashtag, Catherine B. Roy. So now you can search just hashtag Catherine B. Roy and you'll find all my content on LinkedIn. And uh, this is how you grow organically without <laughs> paid ads. <laughs> wow. And I know how popular and useful hashtags are. And I use them on Instagram and uh, YouTube everywhere. But this is a good tip for LinkedIn. And, you know, you, I think we should use three. So for me, for the show, I probably use HMBT. I've used that in the past. Maybe my name. Maybe it'll give me some some search gold, right? And then probably something related to the show, like uh, LinkedIn or or, you know, marketing, something like that. Uh, that's a great tip because sometimes people think they know how to use a certain tactic like hashtags, but they could be doing it slightly wrong and not having it be as effective and or possibly being punished for having you know a wall of hashtags, like 20 of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have to be honest, I accidentally noticed that. When I copied my link to to send a, a post to my husband, <laughs> it was very personal. And then, then I was like, wait a minute, you know, why would you add hashtags in the URL if you don't want to track the engagement and the visibility of my post? And then I can turn that over to my to my advantage. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> so now we have the perfect headline because you told us how to do that. And we want to do that on an iPhone and create it there so we have a little more space. We're using hashtags, we're posting correctly where we have the read more link. And folks, if you don't know, when you click on that, it shows engagement and LinkedIn says, oh, somebody wants to read this and X amount of people read this. And that means they'll show your content to more people over time for longer periods of time. We got that perfected now. Now I noticed that there's a new tool, newer tool, especially on the iPhone or maybe an Android too in the app, you know, allows you to use AI to create content. Uh, there's been like the, the I want to call it like, not dumb AI, but like general AI where you can respond to comments like thank you or uh, it was nice talking to you, whatever you want so that you can just automatically reply. But now there's also generative AI where you can get help with your posts I know you know a lot about AI. What are your feelings about using AI-generated content on LinkedIn? Well, I think this is just the beginning, to be honest. And uh, as I mentioned, Microsoft bought LinkedIn, but they also have a huge part in open AI. So I guess the merge is going to be much more effective in the future. And I know for sure, because I was behind the scenes, that they have teams of people checking the content and everything else so they still have that human touch but uh yes they they incorporated ai uh, so now you can like when you reach out to someone uh the note which you sent can be created by ai there are other tools which i tested when i was preparing my workshop which are not from the same source 
Um, and I wouldn't recommend using that because of, you know, those are like Chrome extensions, but LinkedIn can uh, know that they have a ways to know when something is automatic and comes from the other source. So you can actually get to jail. And when you get to LinkedIn jail, you can get out so easily. <laughs> so yeah, if you use AI, use the AI LinkedIn offers to you or create content outside of LinkedIn with AI, which I did for my workshop, and then use it for your regular content. Just to mention, when you prepare an event like workshop, before AI, I needed two and a half months to prepare eight weeks of content, uh, blog posts, and LinkedIn newsletters. Now I prepared all of that, plus like 50% more content, plus funnels and all of that for two and a half weeks. So AI is extremely powerful. I love it. I know there are risks. Mm -hmm. I interviewed some people from the Institute of AI Development in, in, in USA, and, and they are going to take care of that. For now, we need to know just this. When we open one chat in, in a chat GPT, even 3.5, AI remembers only what is in that chat. So no one can actually, like, you know, uh, a, do intentionally some things to, to jeopardize the database. Um, people don't have to be afraid so much of AI mm. and if they are going to get my data or no, no, because the, you know, the, the chat is on the cloud and it's separate from the general database and we can work there. But what's very important is that we know how to train that mm -hmm. part of the open AI. So it sounds like us. It's very stupid, and I will say this this way, to use AI, ask a question, get an answer, and then post that, because everyone who asks the same question will get the same answer. Mm -hmm. So what you give in, you will get out. But if you train ChatGPT, who are you? What's your business about? What's your writing style? I even have a name for my ChatGPT. We speak, uh, chat together like it's human <laughs> because it's easier. And yeah. then I, I actually said, in two minutes, I'm going to ask you to prepare me a marketing strategy for my workshop. But please, prior to that, ask me any question you need to know about me and my business so we can do this right. I get a set of questions, I give it an answer. And then I say, okay, now this is my, for example, TEDx speaking style. Use this as an example for my writing and speaking style and prepare me a piece of content which will announce this workshop. Now it sounds like me. And not even LinkedIn or any other platform can actually know it's it's a clear AI because it doesn't sound like a clear AI. Of course, there are tools to check that. But, you know, in general, people still see me. And uh, I'm a big fan of videos, I have to say, because when we show up and people see us, they uh, they actually get connected and they trust us. So the videos which you see are, it's, it's me, I'm recording, but the content written next to the video, it's AI. Why would I spend hours and hours creating something? So I'm a huge AI enthusiast. On the positive side, I hope it will not step <laughs> on the negative <laughs> side too. I'm doing a talk next month in Dallas at the State of Search Conference, and my topic is email marketing for the last of us. And people who know the show will find that hilarious. But it's really how to use AI in you know a marketing role 
Uh, more specifically, I'm talking about email marketing. And, and you said, yeah, sure, you need to train it or have what I'm going to talk about is really good prompts that talk about what you want, tell them who you are and what you need. But this, the results still today, even though AI has been around for a long time, I think since the 60s, folks, is what my research is showing. Uh, but now we're getting to the point where marketers are using it. It's still not perfect. Uh, even the way Catherine's using it, she probably still needs to make small tweaks here and there because we find that it's confidently wrong. It's speaking in general terms. Uh, we can't teach it to use the exact grammar we want and that we use, but yeah, you can make small tweaks to it. Use it for inspiration, how to find your perfect audience. Uh, I show some examples on how to use it for email marketing segmentation. You know, Hey, I'm a small business owner that sells pants and shirts to a younger generation how would I find a perfect email marketing segment to send my uh, next special to? If you do something like that with, with more uh, prompt and more personality, like, hey, this is how my brand talks, this is my persona, et cetera, then it'll give you a really good idea on how to segment your email marketing audience. So yes, we encourage you to use it, but be careful with it and tweak what you, you did and learn from it, right? Not only is the AI going to learn from you, you need to learn from it to use it successfully yeah. more in the future. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And there is one more thing which now like connects LinkedIn with AI. LinkedIn launched so-called collaborative articles uh, a few months ago. I actually got a badge as top public speaking voice. Now why I did exactly this way, because I want to be on stages more. So one of my main skills on, on the list of skills isn't set on coaching, it's set on public speaking. When people endorse you, they endorse first three skills, right? So every time you ping the algorithm for that keyword. And so they offered me to write collaborative articles. And that's something that Forbes Coaching Council is using for years. Now LinkedIn did it uh, a smart way. They generate a lot of topics in a lot of different categories and uh, they say it's a, it's AI uh, um, generated topics and questions and all of that but they invite experts to answer on that so they get much more traffic on just giving us an option to comment on something or give yeah. tips and tricks and for exchange you get a top badge a voice uh, badge and get more visibility based on that so this is the first step they're actually integrating AI with LinkedIn and using the, you know, uh, human mind just to be seen, be seen, be seen. They're all writing there and practically their LinkedIn is getting more engagement. It's getting more value. It's getting much more from us who are there than, than the vice versa. This is the first step and I expect much more. The second one is actually the newsletter, which I believe now when you mentioned email marketing, it's extremely powerful tool. For the first article I published in my LinkedIn newsletter, I got over 5,000 subscribers right away. Wow. You know, you know how many times or years you need to collect 5,000 subscribers on your email list. Now, when you create a newsletter here uh, for the first one, and this one needs to be very good, LinkedIn pings everyone in your network and they subscribe. Of course, you will not get their email address and that stays with LinkedIn, but every ne next time you publish, they will get notified. 
So right. it's extremely, extremely powerful tool, especially for someone who knows to write newsletters. <laughs> I don't, yeah. <laughs> but for you. Uh, <laughs> since I, I work for an email service provider, right? That, that's, uh, I guess, in competition with LinkedIn for the newsletters. I'm not a huge fan, but and I'm also not a huge fan of if I'm not subscribed to that newsletter that people are asking me to subscribe to. Now, if I did subscribe and I know there's a new article out, Sure, I'm all for that, but there are times when I get pinged like, hey, do you want to join this newsletter? And I don't even really, like I might know the person I'm connected to them, but I, I'm not interested in that contact holistically. So in some ways, kudos for LinkedIn for doing it, but I think they need to tweak their strategy just a little bit. Well, it depends on on on, on people, what, what they want to achieve, right? Yeah. For example, when someone goes live on Instagram, everyone gets notification and I'm really not interested yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like getting more and more like Facebook in a way, or it's like, you know, no. what everybody's doing all the time, right? <laughs> there, was, there was a funny thing. It's an anecdote at the beginning. Now people call me LinkedIn Wonder Woman. But when we were starting out in 2019 and live started to roll out, I had no idea. Now you need to use like third party tool uh, to, to go there. And I, I just clicked and, uh, you know, a friend of mine from Germany sent me a message. I think you're because it was dark, no one saw anything. <laughs> Accidentally going live. For letting me know. I think I think we have a show title. <laughs> LinkedIn Wonder Woman accidentally goes live. <laughs> we all make mistakes. <laughs> Catherine, it was so great to talk to you. How can folks find you, connect with you? And if you want to plug anything about your book or website, go ahead and do it. Thanks so much. My website is Catherine Biroy, but always the best way to connect with me is, of course, on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm very, very happy to connect with everyone. Right. And do you do you require a uh, personalized note? Because I do. A lot of folks that know me, uh, I don't accept blind invites, but I do reply to every single one asking why they wanted to connect. And I offer mm -hmm. to have a Zoom call or an in-person meeting with them mm -hmm. because I do get a lot of sales pitches. And a lot of times I even get replies to that saying, thank you for connecting. Here's my sales pitch. And I'm just like, mm -mm, and I and I just block them. But uh, anybody can connect with you. But what I would say is send a personalized note, say, I heard you on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips podcast. Would love to connect to you, uh, with you and learn more. Uh, you don't have to, I guess, Catherine. Maybe you'll accept it. But I would say do that because it's more professional to do so. Yeah, it, and it's a smart thing because for now I'm deciding on a headline. So if you didn't polish your profile well, I must probably not accept your request. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's another thing. Make sure you have that, that boss bio, right? Uh, make sure you're publishing good content with little breaks in your content, in your hashtags, use AI effectively. I think we covered so much in such a short amount of time. And folks that have listened in the past, if you're still with us, uh, you know that I probably haven't published a new episode in almost a year. This is the first episode in about a year. Sure, I've been posting content on all different channels. This is the first official HMBT episode uh, of 2023. And I hope to record more because Catherine, it was such a pleasure to talk to you. And I learned some things from you and I'm sure my audience will as well. Thank you so much for having me. I, and this doesn't make me less anxious at all. because <laughs> <laughs> Just repeat it a few more times. <laughs> well, I think this is going to go over well. Uh, and if 
uh, anybody has anything to say in the comments, we'd love to hear feedback. If you have some tips, hey, we'd love to learn them. I learned some from, from Catherine. Catherine might learn something from someone else. And you might have a great tip. But with that, have a great rest of your day. And we'll see you in the next episode.